This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Caro. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, part of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. And we're uh, continuing to live these beautiful days of Christmas and uh, here in the upper Midwest, there's a little weather blowing through some of our listening area here. As we're getting some, uh, I'm like debating, am I going to make it home? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, time for those winter weather advisories for some of our uh, listening area. And uh, uh, tis the season to uh, just uh, keep, keep an eye slow. on the weather and, and make sure you drive safely. And of course... Also, it's a season where we're inside more often than we have been before. Mm, and, of mm-hmm. course, using all our means of social communication for so many things in our life. Many of our uh, members working from home and all our listeners, <coughs> who uh, even school children now who are doing a lot of their own schoolwork yeah. online or stay-at-home learning. But how much technology is too much, Heather? And this morning, we're glad to be joined by someone who's a technology expert and personally and helps me all the time. <laughs> uh, we're joined by, um, from the technology office from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, Dawn Wolf. Dawn, thanks for being on with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thank you for having me. I love to talk technology, so um, just thanks for having me. Well, and I was a little surprised when I read the notes for today's show that we were going to talk about limiting technology because I was like, Don, that's all you do all day long is technology. <laughs> right. Well, and so yeah. I, I experienced that, that um, overload, if you will, yeah. and, and myself, even the, yeah. the need to detox. So let me start off with asking you guys and the viewers uh, or the listeners rather, ask yourself if the device in your hand or in front of your, your face, your eyes, is hurting your heart or relationships, then I challenge you to put it down, at least for a little bit. Put your head out of your screen and your, your mind out of the Internet, unplug and look somebody in the eye and say, hey, can we talk? Hmm. And That's I promise be- your, your heart and your mind will thank you for it. Well, it's beautiful in uh, recognizing first that awareness or that acknowledgement that perhaps my device or my attachment to technology may be something that's inhibiting my flourishing. It's, it's not helping me be the best version of myself. No. It's, 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 it's actually a hindrance to me being the best uh, son, the best husband, best wife, the best mom that I could be because of this attachment to this technology. And, you know, this is something I've spoken about or preached about in my parishes, Dawn, about screen time. That's a quick summary of that because I have that activated on my device where it says my screen time was up or down this last week. And I'm always surprised when it says it's been down. I think, oh, I feel good. There's actually a good feeling when I get that report. But when it says your screen time has improved, it does kind of poke my conscience a little bit and say, what was I using the, the phone for this mm-hmm. week? And sometimes there's real life scenarios where you needed to use it. It was for recording a mass or something like that, which is for what I would use it for as being the priest uh, or uh, some of those things. But all of us have different responsibilities. 
What do you think about that? This even that using a screen time monitor on our devices, or even a family computer or something like that, is that a helpful tool for us to avoid too much? Absolutely, I I too have it, and I feel the exact same way. When my screen time is down, I kind of want to pat myself on the back, and then when it's up, I think it, it makes me stop and reflect, and so. Just for that reason alone, it's probably a great uh, tool to use. And, you know, kind of want to, I want to talk about why do we and why do people in general have so much trouble with, and, and kids, adults, everyone, have so much trouble with putting that phone down. And, and honestly, the simple answer is neurology. We mm. are our brains are wired to respond favorably to things that give us a feel-good result. And frankly, um, psychologists, people who are studying um, these, uh, who are studying the effect that screen time is having on adult brains and child brains, it picking up our phone and and tapping buttons, etc. It actually causes a neurochemical called dopamine to be released. Mm. And so when you, you especially see this in kids, you know, you've got a crying kid and they're melting down and you put a screen in front of their face, oftentimes you will see a large percentage of the time, you will see, boom, quiet, right? Mm-hmm. It released that dopamine. It, they say it is um, eating chocolate can raise dopamine levels to 50%, okay? Mm-hmm. Snorting, snorting cocaine, 350%. Um, but brain imaging research is showing that glowing screens, iPads, iPhones, Kindles, etc., cetera, um, can increase 100 dopamine levels up by 100% in our brain. Hmm. That's why we have so much trouble putting it down. So it's, wow. there's a you know, built-in physiology that's happening as well, too. So we got to fight that, right? <laughs> My gosh. And certainly the technology uh, producers <laughs> and, uh, and the app developers, and you work in this world, you know, in doing tech work and providing support services to the church. Uh, you're always spending time finding what are more efficient ways we can do business, whether it's our accounting software or mm. the real business that can seem pretty boring, but even like ways we can communicate and use websites and media that are more user-friendly, that, are, that catch the eye of the viewer and bring them in. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double-edged sword. We want to be efficient. We want to maximize the efficiency and the use of our technology to serve us at, at doing what we're doing as disciples of Jesus, sharing the gospel, while at the same time recognizing on the backside that there's a challenge, uh, there's, a, there's a, a negative habit or a vice, we would say, in the moral life, uh, as and moral theology would say, this vicious habit of overuse. And Catholics' teaching in, in the moral life is that this virtue of temperance, which is mm-hmm. using a good, whether it be, uh, you know, so we've apprehended right now in our conversation that technology use, it actually provides a, a neurological good that, are, that we were created to receive 
by God who designed the neurology of our brains and and the neuroplasticity of how our brains develop habits and and virtues and vices. And so what we want to develop is this virtue of temperance in use of technology. And so as a a priest confessor, um, I would say it's actually quite noble for someone if if you catch yourself overusing your technology, your smartphone, social media usage, even like Roku devices or streaming platforms, televisions. If <laughs> you're, you're hitting all of them, Father. Well, I, I know because I pastor souls. I know the hearts of my people. And I live in a rural area, so this is not just an urban challenge. It's a challenge for everybody because we all have the new technology. And so what I would say, is it, is it a moral is it a mortal sin or a venial sin, depending on the level of really depravity that it leads us down, you know, and what sorts of things are influencing us mm-hmm. and also how we're giving us. But ultimately, it can become an addiction, a, a habit that's difficult to break. And so God's grace can help you. So bring that in with you to the sacrament of reconciliation when you go to confession. And you can you can chart that under against temperance, the virtue of temperance. And so you can say, I have not used the technology or social media temperately. Because as you were talking about, Dawn, here we are, I'm doing an activity, and it makes me feel like, you know, Dawn, when I spent like an hour and a half on YouTube, I felt like I was really getting something done. What do you think about that as a technology expert? Do you think that, uh, do you think I was really accomplishing a lot, you know, watching ice fishing videos on YouTube the day after Christmas? Oh, I hear you. You know, what, what's crazy is the technology developers, the, the app developers, they understand there, there are so many uh, psychologists uh, who are actually on staff of these software development companies and if you have you ever um, like you're kind of scrolling, right? So many of the apps, Facebook, Instagram, etc., have a scrolling function. Mm-hmm. It's actually the same. That same um, action um, of scrolling does the same thing as pulling a lever a lever on a um, video lottery gambling machine. It, it provides that same same stimuli to our brain so mm. um they know what they're doing they do know that what they're doing but if you're aware of it then you know if we become aware of that then we there's things that we can do um you know we can like you said turn on the screen time monitor we can turn off the app sound notifications so it mm. doesn't become this distraction i found i i did that myself i just my phone is on silent almost all the time especially at work because mm-hmm. I did find it to be a big distraction. Um, I know there's, I, I've uh, talked to some priests in particular who check email in the morning and in the late afternoon, and that's it. Because they no. understand that, yep, <laughs> I know, I know. Some of us can do that, not all of us can. <laughs> but um, they have found that the productivity, their overall productivity has just skyrocketed because of... Um, and and then they you know they tell people they tell the respondents hey guess what I only respond to email a couple times a day um, you know so yeah <laughs> couple of um, what else oh uh, other things you know obviously the table the, the kitchen table is a um, no phone zone right mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know yeah other things leave your smartphone or tablet or whatever in your purse. 
and only check it during uh, a, a lunch break or, you know, just detox um, that way. Oh. You know, that's beautiful <clears throat> suggestions. You know, when we're going through daily life, these habits just, you know, it becomes a part of, you know, I could be cooking dinner and the phone is in my hand and I'm yeah. like, well, I'm using it for a recipe, but oh, here comes a text message or here yeah. comes this. And so making those intentional actions to separate ourselves from the technology so it doesn't become that intrusion into our normal daily activities takes a real willpower but it also takes the grace of God, and so we can ask the Lord to strengthen us. We're going to talk about more pro tips on how to use technology effectively, but also prudently and temperately when we continue. Our guest this morning is Don Wolf from the Diocese of Sioux Falls Technology Office. Stay with us right here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new diocesan building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. As a sole provider, the needs of my growing family are something I pray for daily. I know continuing my education will benefit my family in the end, but I worry about what I'll miss while doing so. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Heather Caro. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, and we're talking about 
using technology in the home. Of course, smartphones, apps, computers, online gaming, all these things, including streaming video, and of course, those endless marathons of your favorite streaming platform. (laughs) These are part of our daily life, and most of our parish members are influenced by this. Those at the youngest ages... And you may not be surprised to know that those who are upwards of 95 years old, they are all a few taps away from that screen. Well, here's my big question. Because, Don, you you asked us at the very beginning, you know, how we can try and decide if we're using technology too much. So I use technology 20 all, all day long, all day long. And how do I know, like... You gave us a small quiz at the beginning, and I'm still questioning if I how – do, how do you know? Like, what is too much? Like, what are you seeing happening to people if they are on too much? Sure. That's a great question. So um, I, I, if you – you might have a social media or technology addiction. If you find yourself spending more time online than with real, live – you know, breathing, oxygen-breathing people, mm. um, maybe uh, what, you know, question and ask yourself, am I as attentive or productive at work as I should be because some, you know, a phone is distracting me? Um, do you eat a lot of your meals in front of a screen on, their, on a regular basis? Um, are you using social media to avoid people or maybe some problems or issues? Um, (laughs) even are you a person that takes your technology into the restroom with you and, Mm. um, right. Uh, Mm. I mean, it happens. Um, would you rather spend time online, uh, streaming, whatever, than, uh, with people or doing things around the house or outside? Do family or friends, have they ever commented about the amount of time that you spend online? Um, obviously this is especially relevant. Do you, do you go back and look and see how many likes, um, or responses you've gotten from a post that you made? Um, (laughs) do you go into panic mode if, um, you're someplace where the internet access is not great or non-existent? Hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have a, what, you know, that you've heard of FOMO, right? Fear, Fear of, of missing out. Missing out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Right? Um, yeah. So does that, you know, does that make you unhappy? Like, oh, it's, or stresses you. And to, to be honest, you guys, teens, tweens, they are um, telling us they are. They mm-hmm. are stressed. Technology stresses them. Mm-hmm. That's really a great list of kind of an examination of conscience is what we would think about in the Mm -hmm. Catholic moral tradition of, you know, how much is too much and how is this activity affecting me adversely or negatively in my life or in my family life? You know, I often have questions with the people in my parish and I'm probing them or I'm kind of testing the waters to see how things are affecting people. Usually for me where that happens is in the sacristy. Of course, I have different families, different altar servers, and different parishes, and I'm asking them different questions, and they may not know. So I might say, what what did you do yesterday? 
Oh, I was on TikTok all day long, Father. Why were you on there all day? What do you like about it? It's just fun. It's just people doing it. I had no idea even what TikTok was, but it emerged as something. Several years ago, I Don't learned about, I learned about the Fortnite phenomenon, <laughs> and I, I heard from my ultrasound servers, and they, and they were... They had a sleepover, you know, a couple of adulterous servers from different families the night before. And I said, were you boys playing Fortnite all night last night? And they were dead silent. And they said, Father, how do you know about Fortnite? I said, priest, no, about things. It's my job. And, I, of course, I have nephews. And, and they explained to me why Fortnite was a phenomenon and how it was multi-platform on technology and why that enabled it to have a larger reach and became very affluenced on people. And not to mention those things, but even adults. And I may say, what have you been watching? Mm-hmm. Um, and even as we were just speaking with Jim Kinnian about the negativity, I can ask some parishioners, I know that they're being influenced by negative social media on YouTube channels or certain websites that are really emphasizing negative, dark subjects, mm-hmm. and that influences the person's well-being, their outlook on their vision of God, their vision of the church, and the lack of hope and the despair that they're expressing, or even, most of all, anger at the state of the world. And I can tell that they've fallen into a cycle of perhaps even algorithms that have pinged them on their social media, on their YouTube channel, and has put them into a vortex of negativity and, in fact, things that are untrue that just promote further overusage Mm -hmm. of these technologies. And it creates real harm in the soul of the person and can even lead them to separation from Christ and his church. And I have to tell you, Dawn, as a priest of God who is fighting against the media, the negative aspects of it, it's a lot out there. I mean, people are being really pinged off by the wolves out there on this new technology. And so what are some positive ways, Dawn, that people are using technology to fight against these challenges? Uh, that's an excellent question. I love that question because, and I wanted, I felt kind of silly to think, hey, you know what? Technology's actually come up for us, come up with a solution to this problem <laughs> of <Yeah>. technology, <laughs> right? right. Oh, and so one of that, one of uh, the solutions that I would encourage um, all families um, put in a filtering, a content filtering solution. Um, it's not. It's not always a piece of hardware. Actually, most of the time, it's a piece of software that really can help um, limit the kind of technology that comes into your home, and and that is with the members in your family, but also the people who visit as well. There's Ooh. a couple of really great content filtering solutions that I'd love to offer. Cleanbrowsing.org and OpenDNS are are two really good that you as a parent uh, can filter out pornography or limit, probably some time limits on some of those online games or streaming mm. um, options. Hmm. Interesting. Parental control. 
parental controls, there's filtering software, you know, other things too, Don, that are out there. I know there's things like Covenant Eyes and and other software programs that help people break negative habits, perhaps if they have an addiction to illicit content that's on the internet. But also there are other things that can build community in a positive and healthy way. So we want to acknowledge all those good usage. In fact, Jim Kinnian and I spoke about that just in the last hour about all those support services for rehabilitation and recovery. Mm -hmm. Those are good things. We want people to use those. We want them to learn and use technology for good purposes, while at the same time stepping back from all those negative things. Dawn, thanks for being on with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, For more information, you can always visit uh, the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we have a technology office, and Dawn's available there for questions. Or if you want more information on those screening things for your family, you can reach her at the Sioux Falls Diocese. That's sfcatholic.org. And Dawn, you are the master of keeping (laughs) that website going. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. God bless you. Let's go to Therese, our technical director, for a preview of tomorrow's Real Presence Live. Yeah, thank you, Father. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosts Jack and Doreen Canelli will be coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Monsignor Gregory Schleschelman will be with us to explain Lexio Divina. Then he's ministering to those in prison. Tune in to hear more about this from Deacon Stu Longton. And it isn't just New Year's Day. Listen in to hear what makes January 1st extra special. All that and much more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live. And that's tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Well, thank you, Therese. And it looks to be another great show here on Real Presence Live. I'm so grateful, Heather, to be able to spend this time uh, during the Christmas season together again. We had so many good uh, recommendations from uh, mm-hmm. Robin at the top of the hour. If uh, you want to go back to listen to how you can keep the 12 Days of Christmas alive, you can always uh, preview all our Real Presence Live uh, Encore shows. They're on our Real Presence Radio listening app. You can also access all the shows and content that are recorded through podcast means on that app and use your technology for a positive thing (laughs) by listening to Real Presence Radio. And uh, you can also visit us on yourcatholicradiostation.com or realpresenceradio.com as well. And we're here to broadcast the goodness of the Catholic faith. And if you're ever in the car and you only catch half of the show, you can go back and listen to the Mm -hmm. whole thing on any of those things. So, (laughs) Heather, let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we ask that you would bless us this Christmas day. Fill us with your grace and joy so that we would be communicators of your truth. Free us from all temptations and anything that holds us in bondage so that as free children, sons, and daughters of God, we would proclaim your faith to all the nations. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. 
Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.